Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. And joined now by the great Bob Pompiani. Bob, thanks a lot for your time today. It's great to have you back. Steve, it's always my pleasure. Thank you. All right. So, so I want to start with Kenny Pickett. We'll start with, with the with the easy question. As you've watched him, is he playing better or is he tre- treading water? I think he's being a rookie in the NFL, which is never an easy assignment, especially for someone in their first year You know, to come in against these defenses, against these athletes. I think you saw kind of a, a mixed bag last week against Cincinnati's half. He was on fire. You know, the 141 passer rating. Uh, he had the most output of points they've had in any one game this year in the first half when they led Cincinnati 20 to 17. At halftime, everything switched. First four possessions, second half, three and outs. That even included after um, TJ Watt crazy interception. They just couldn't move the ball at all. I, I think what's happening, just in my opinion, is that because he is a rookie, I don't think that offensive coordinator Matt Canada is giving him enough leeway to do more that is audible when he sees fit i know he's a young guy and some of these guys don't want to entrust that to a young person but if you're really going to evaluate what a quarterback can do you've got to give him some latitude there um you know he's been down the field a little erratic and i don't know if he has the arm strength to 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 do what like we saw yesterday from whether it was lamar jackson with his throw to deshaun jackson in that jacksonville game or you know, some of these other throws that you see guys make, Trevor Lawrence was on par. I mean, zipping that ball around. I don't know if he has that kind of arm strength, which means he's got to be very accurate. And they've got to get more guys involved. So it's kind of a work in progress. The numbers tell the story. He's been very much average or a little below statistically. But, again, it's his rookie year. And I think, the, Steve, like any quarterback, man, you got to you got to evaluate. The rest of the year should be an evaluation process of where he is so they can – you know, determine and springboard that into next year and surround him with people who can help him. And that's exactly, if you and I were talking about a college player as a freshman quarterback, that's exactly what you and I'd be saying about him. Uh, right. And that's that's the way it is. I mean, the, you know, the, the game is so much faster at this level. But you know, the disappointment to me about watching the game last week was with the offense was doing some good things, the defense gave up points. And it seems like when the defense isn't giving up points, the offense isn't scoring points. How tough has that scenario been where they can't put it together on one day? Yeah, you know, that's the frustrating thing about Washington this year. Their defense was built for success. In fact, you know, the blueprint coming into this season, and I've discussed with a lot of people in the Steelers' front office and players, was, you know, they had a young offense. You know, you know, Friermuth, you know him, second year. You got Harris, second year. You got... George Pickens rookie, uh, Kenny Pickens rookie, uh, Kenny Pickett rookie. If he was going to play, and originally he didn't, but it was going to be just let the offense don't turn the ball over, keep things on schedule, and let the defense do what their $108 million price tag says they should do, which is to win games more defensively, sort of like what Denver's doing, even though <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. They've had their best defensive points uh, allowed in, in their history, and yet here they are struggling at 3-8 and eight because their offense stinks. So I mean, that was the whole blueprint. Let the defense win games, don't mess up on offense. And I think, though, because it's kind of a, you know, a restrictive offense, it's really hurt. Defensively, they just, aside from their big-name players, nobody else is really doing much. Their inside linebacking play is still a mess. Devin Bush hasn't done anything that, you know, maybe he's better than last year, but that's not saying much, and most likely he won't be back, which means you got to redraft that position. Their corners are not good enough to be shut down corners. And, 
So you're going to have big names up front and in the back end, but in between you better have people who can cover and do some things, and so far that hasn't happened. Glad you brought up Denver. I have to ask you, for Seattle, <laughs> is the Russell Wilson trade the greatest heist since the Dallas Cowboys traded Herschel Walker to the Vikings? <laughs> well, you know, they got an awful big return. And I, first of all, I, didn't, I don't know about you, but I didn't expect Geno Smith to be this good. They lost no, yesterday, I, I know, but... Yeah, um, you know they, they've they've coached him up. Certainly, he's been much better than ever. But Russell Wilson's really an enigma to me. And then Denver gave him a whole new contract of two hundred some million dollars, which means they're going to be strapped with him for a while. Now, if you look at his last five years, Steve, each of those has had um, passer ratings of over a hundred for the season. So it's not like he's right. been totally dropped off. But for whatever reason, they just wanted to move on from him. Boy, they did get a heist, and Denver should be better in time because of it. But. Man, I'm just scratching my head about Russell Wilson. I did not think that the fall-off like this would even be close to being what it was. I never expected to see what I'm seeing from him this season. I mean, I didn't think yeah, like, What did be... you expect from the AFC West? I thought it was going to be the most competitive division yep. in football, and here it is one of, maybe one of the worst. Right. You've got Mahomes, Herbert, Carr, and Russell Wilson. I thought, well, this is going to be some wild shootout every single week, and it's yeah. not that I mean, it's crazy. Uh, all right, so they got Indianapolis tonight. You know, just Saturday, and I've asked a couple of other people this. What did you think about that interim hire of just Saturday, considering his experience or the lack thereof? Well, and just from my point of view, I guess I'd look at it and say that I think Frank Reich was hung out to dry there for whatever reason. It yep. seems like the ownership did whatever they could to kind of make him look worse than what the team really is. And quite frankly, he's had a multitude of different quarterbacks over the last several years there, and yet they put up pretty competitive offensive numbers, top ten numbers this year. You know, uh, so they bring in Matt Ryan, another you know journeyman guy, and still very effective when he gets protection. Uh, and for whatever reason, Sam Ellinger's thrown in the mix. They fire their offensive coordinator, and he's next to go. Surprisingly, Jeff Saturday immediately is the call, which which makes me think that this was all done with that in mind anyway. I, I'm just surprised just because – and you can tell me all about motivational parts of being a head coach. I get that. He, he understands football. He's played with all the famers. He's been in that system as a player for 14 years. I get all of that. But at some point, i got to wonder if Jeff Satter is really going to be want, wanting the minutia of this job. Does he really want to spend – as many hours as sometimes as were acquired by these head coaches in the off season, talking about what they're going to do with their players, setting up schedules for OTAs, for minicasts, for you know all of this stuff that goes beyond the game itself. He may be fine in game, I guess, as you know, if he defers to his coordinators. But I have a feeling some of those guys are going to leave now, not knowing what what lies ahead. So this could be a real mess in Indianapolis before it ever turns into something good. What are some of the key points do you think about tonight's game? What are some of the factors that you look at that can swing it one way or the other for the Steelers? Well, first off, this is going to be a really good test for Pickett, I think, Steve, because this this defense they have is one of the better ones. I mean, if you look at what they've been able to do last week, they, they limited Philadelphia to 17 points, and you saw what the Eagles did last night when they set a record for how many yards rushing plus points they got in that game. And then they've held Kansas City to 17. That was, I think, their lowest output of the season. So they're going to they're gonna be a major test for Pickett. So I think the run game's important. In the last two weeks, they've committed more to it. As a result, Najee Harris has averaged five yards a carry. They've got to do that. They've got to possess it more. 
Uh, and on the other side of it, they got to stop Jonathan Taylor. Their run game defense has been better. Um, but is it good enough to stop him? And if not, that play action becomes a real problem. Because, uh, like I said, their corners are not you know, shut-down corners. They can be had. And the middle of the field is always open to running backs on linebackers or even tight ends on linebackers. So these are constant problems that have been there for the Steelers, and this could be a good test in that direction. Uh How's the fan base been with this? Because for 20 years, no matter what, they've at least been in the mix, whether it's in the mix for the playoffs or to make a deep run. This is not that. So how have the fans been about this? Well, uh, honestly, i got to tell you, everyone's looking ahead to the draft already. Never have I seen that before around here, you know, 10 weeks into the season. Um, and normally the Steelers will draft, you know, 20 and beyond. Never in the, you know, they traded up to do Devin Bush at 10. That turned out to be a mistake, but you know, now they're looking, they're sitting here right now, I think, at um, what, top five pick, and they have Chicago second, and they're going to have like the fifth, the 34th, and the 37th pick so far. That's essentially three first-round picks. So most of the attention is on how do you root for this team right now? You know, fantasy has changed a lot of what we do because a lot of people are in it. They don't care how the team's result, as long as your player gives you points for your fantasy. <laughs> so they're, good, they're rooting that point. way maybe, but they're also, yeah. I'm sure, rooting for them to lose. Uh, and that would make sense because the more you lose, the better your pick. And if you believe there's somebody out there that could really help you as a generational talent in this draft, you know, the, the, that's a logical way of thinking. But it puts fans, I think, in a very difficult situation. You want to root for them, but do you want them to keep winning so that they move into the 15th to 19th spot in the draft? Yeah, that was always the issue with the Jets. All of a sudden, I know that they'd be in the position at the first overall pick, and then they mess the whole thing up and they'd win a game. <laughs> I call yeah, you exactly, but they still wouldn't mess up the draft pick. They've had how many top tens like the Giants? Oh. And they still haven't hit on too many. Of them. Oh, for goodness sakes! How many? How many first overall picks did the Clippers have? <laughs> yeah. Just come on! That's right. I mean, the NBA really? there's littered with all sorts of failures. At the oh, absolutely, Bob. It's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate you. Hey, thanks very much for having me, Steve. It's always a pleasure to come on your program. It's legendary up there, and I wish you a happy holiday season. I'll to talk to you again soon. Hey, happy holiday season to you too, my friend. Thank you, Bob. All right, Steve.